think that your son Jesus will be glorified and use your people when you get it, God. Lord, I need you now. I need you like never before. I need you to stand in me and stand with me, stand in front of me and stand behind me, but most of all, stand right beside me, that I may be able to proclaim your word without fear or intimidation. Thank you for using this unworthy, undeserving servant just one more time to preach your holy word. So, Father, we need a word from heaven. And we need you to speak to us now. Speak, Father, that we'll be transformed. Speak, that we'll be better. Speak, that we'll grow. Speak, that we continue to follow what you have given us to follow. In the name of Jesus Christ, we say thank you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, we pray and ask it all. Amen. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. And while we're standing, turn with me to the 12th chapter of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Have you ever felt like you didn't have enough time? Yeah. 
Have you ever felt like you didn't have the stamina, you didn't have the energy? It seems like time just keeps getting faster, faster, faster. And it seems like the more you try to settle down, Sister Shirley, the quicker the days keep passing by. Sunrise, have you ever felt rushed? Life can make you feel rushed. Trying to get out the house can make you feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Trying to get out of traffic can make you feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Trying to get to the grocery store can make you feel rushed. Especially when everybody gets their paycheck. You definitely don't want to be in the grocery store when everybody gets the paycheck. Because when everybody gets the paycheck, y'all know, it's crowds and crowds, and it seems like it takes forever for you to get your groceries and get out of the store. Have you ever felt rushed? Y'all gonna be talking to me just for a little yeah. while because we live in a society where it seems like, Sister Eloise, we're always rushed. But I got some news that I want to tell you that in some things in life, right. you can't rush. That's right. Some things in life you can't try to get it through very quickly. There's some things in life that you got to go through the process. You got to go through the plans. And sometimes when you go through the process and sometimes when you go through the plans, that does not necessarily mean it's always going to be easy. That does not necessarily mean it's always going to go the way that you want it to go. But there are times you got to live with the process because when you go through the process, you understand and realize that there must be a plan for why I'm going through what I'm going through. Is anybody that can be real and say, I'm going through something right now. I'm, I'm dealing with something right now. I'm, I'm up against something right now. And I want to get through it, but for some reason I can't get through it. And you want to know why you can't get through it? Because God is teaching you something and God is showing you something because if we always rush, we would never appreciate God for who God is. And sometimes the Lord will allow us to deal with some stuff and we have to say, God, have thine own way. Anybody that can say, I have to tell the Lord, Lord, have thine own way. Because when God has his way, sunrise, you got to understand and realize that when God has his way, every now and then you got to trust God when it doesn't seem like it's getting any better, when it seems like it's rough, when it seems like it's painful, when it seems like it's turbulent, when it seems like it's toxic, you still got to trust God in spite of it. Anybody can say, I trust God, even though it gets a little rough, even though it gets a little hard, even though it gets a little tough, I made up my mind, I'm still going to trust God. That's right, that's right. And sometimes you got to trust God when the plan is not the plan that you're scripted. I wish I had a witness in there. You got to trust God to when the plan doesn't go the way you want it to go. You got to trust God when it's not always easy. You got to trust God when it's not always smooth. You got to trust God, not just trust Him when it's sunny outside, but you got to trust God in the rain. Is anybody can say, I've been trusting God in the rain. I've been drenched by the rain. The rain seems like it keeps pouring down, pouring down, pouring down. But I got to tell you, even though you got some rain in your life right now, God is still keeping you. Because the reason he's still keeping you is because God's a good safety umbrella. And there ought to be somebody that can say, I'm under the umbrella of the almighty God. And that's why I'm good right now. That's why I got my mind. 
Lord because everybody doesn't like what God is doing through you. People don't like it when you are doing what the Lord is saying. And there are some people when God puts you out there to be recognized for your work. Sister Taylor, that's when the haters come. That's when the persecution comes. And sometimes you better watch it. That's when people will team up and join forces to get to you because it's not that you're bothering anybody in a negative way. You're not messing with anybody. But Sister Woodward, the problem is when God got his hands on you, everybody don't like what God is doing with you. And because they don't like what God is doing with you, that's when the persecution comes. But if you hang in there, God gonna get you through your persecution. God gonna get you through your enemies. God gonna get you through your trial. God gonna, is anybody can say, I've been hanging with the Lord a long time, and that's why I'm here right now, because God will get me through. You wanna praise God where you are and tell God, thank you for getting you through. Y'all gonna pray with me, sir? I feel like preaching just a little while. So the text says, so Peter was kept in prison. But the church was praying fervently to God for him. And when Herod was about to bring him out for trial that very night, Peter was bound with two chains. Not the rapper two chains. He was bound with two chains. Was sleeping between two soldiers while the sentry in front of the guard, in front of the door guard the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in the light, shone in the cell, straight Peter on the side, he woke up and said, quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrist. Mm -hmm. But I like how the church responded when their leader got in trouble. Y'all see that in the text? The church responded how they found out, and I like how the church responded, which is a lesson because the church has more power than it realizes when he uses it for the right reasons. Because it's nothing like when the church prays together. Because when the church prays together, God will send the anointing. God will make things happen. God will make the church grow. God will make the church expand. And God will remove the enemy when the church prays together. And when the church follows God, that's when the church grows. And see, watch this. The church will grow in spiritual maturity when we P-R-A-Y and not P-R-E-Y. Because the reason, watch this, some churches never grow or grow up is because prayer is not there. Prayer is lacking and prayer is silent because how can the church be an effective witness if the church is not together? How can the church reach the lost if it's not together? And here it is. Why would God send people to the church if the church is not together? Because God does not bless mess, but God blesses camaraderie. God will bless love, and God will bless the church when the church comes together and start praying. And that's a good reminder that prayer, is anybody can say prayer works? Come on, look at me. Is anybody can say prayer works? Anybody can say, I've had some battles, I've had some ups and downs, but I can tell you prayer works. I've had some trials, but prayer works. I've had some tears, but prayer works. I've had some heartbreak, but prayer works. I've had some heartache, but prayer works. Oh, sunrise. There have been plenty of churches that have gone down, stayed down, and haven't recovered all because they stopped praying together. They stopped talking to the Lord. You want to know why they went down? Can I tell you 
over here. But then you got when you got too many clips in church, because see, Christ can't affect the church positively, because you got too many clips in the church affect the church negatively. So then what happens is this click start talking to God about their situation. This click start talking to God about that situation, but the clips never come together. And the reason why some churches break apart is because you got too many clips. You got too much pride. You got too much ego. You got too many people trying to follow themselves instead of following God. But if the church is ever going to be what it got to be through Christ, you got to get out of the way and stop trying to take God's job. But the church got to let God be God. Can't get on the phone talking about what you don't like. If you're going to get on the phone instead of talking about what you don't like, start praying about it. And when you pray about it, God will reveal the purpose. God will show you because here it is. Don't, and don't forget this. Y'all may want to write this down. Satan loves a prayerless church. Woo. See, when the church doesn't pray, that church will fall for anything. I wish I had a witness here. When the, but when the church gets in prayer, the church says, we're not having that in here. We ain't going to deal with that in here. We're not going to allow this negativity to take over. Is everybody here that can say, at some life, we are praying in church. Is everybody say, we're praying to God. And because we praying to God, Satan got to leave. Negative words got to leave. Negative thoughts got to leave. Negativity got to leave. Because we're praying and saying, Lord, Take care. 
He can't text nobody. He can't tell that family member to make sure go to my house, turn off that soul when my greens is on. He can't tell nobody, make sure you feed my dog and my fish and my cat. He's in jail all by himself. He's in jail. Being mis Can you imagine him being in jail? Mistreated by the guards and wondering what's going on. But Peter, watch this, goes to sleep. Y'all missed it. He's in jail. Guards, right? One on the right, one on the left. Guards outside the door. But Peter goes to sleep. Yeah. I'm going to try one more time. Guard here. Guard there. Guards outside. This is the night before sunrise. Peter is to be executed by King Herod because if, when you look through the book of Acts, Peter always gets in trouble. Peter and Jonathan get in trouble because they kept preaching the name of Jesus Christ. And they didn't want the name of Jesus Christ to be mentioned because Acts follows the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But now Peter's in jail, but he goes to sleep. Even with the guards around, he goes to sleep. You want to know why? Because when you got something strong within you, you don't let what's around you take away what's in you. So that's the same way it is with us. You want to know why? You can go to sleep tonight, no matter what you're going through, because you got God with you. And when you got faith in you, faith lets you know God is going to work this out. Faith lets you know God is going to see you through. Faith lets you know that God is going to take care of me. Faith lets you know that God is going to turn this situation around. Faith lets you know that God is going to heal me. Faith lets you know that God is going to make a way. Faith lets you know that with God all things are possible. Is anybody here that can say, I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm not going to let nothing disrupt, nothing disrupt my sleep because I got too much faith in God. You got to have, because watch this, even in a jail cell, you can have prayer. Even when it seems like, Sister Willie, your life is in a jail cell. Keep on praying. Mm -hmm. Wifey, it may seem like you're on lockdown. Mm -hmm. Keep on praying. Yeah. Because when you pray, God knows how to keep you in uncomfortable times. That's right. And anybody here can say, God knows how to keep me in uncomfortable times. Watch this. It might get uncomfortable, Sister Shirley, but you keep praying. It might get tense. But keep praying. It might get difficult, but keep praying. It might get troubling and turbulent, but you keep on praying. Don't stop praying. But when you keep on praying, you don't lose joy. You don't lose hope. You don't lose your faith. And you don't lose your spirit. Because when you keep praying, you know God got an answer to your situation. Because here it is. Your body might get shackled, but your mouth doesn't have to be shackled. No. <laughs> your body might get shackled, but your mind doesn't have to be shackled. Your body might get shackled, but that doesn't mean your soul or spirit has to be shackled because chains can never stop God's power. Because God's grace will work in your Y'all with me in the text? Here it is. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church praying firmly to God for him when Herod was about to bring him out to trial that very night. Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers while the sentries in front of the guard, front of the door, guard the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and the light shone in the cell, stricken Peter on the side. He woke up and said, Quick, get up. 
resting in God. This word fervently means intently. This word bound means fastened with chains. This word guard means to observe. The meaning of the angel means messenger for God. This word appeared means to stand over one in their dreams. This word light means heavenly bright light from God. This word shown means to shine. This word woke means to arouse from sleep. This word quick means haste, speed, and quickness. And this word fail means to fall down. So here, here, Peter, dressing God, the church is addressing God. But then a messenger comes to Peter, tells him to get up, see in this light, chains off. Peter is in jail. Yeah. And it says this jail cell that Peter was in, it was called the Fortress of Antonia on the northwest corner of the Temple Mount that was built by Herod. This jail cell was located in Jerusalem. Peter is in jail. Y'all want to know why he's in jail? I can't hear you. You want to know why he's in jail? Yeah. You want to know why? He's in jail to tell for doing, Sister Lord, what God said. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing what God says will get you in trouble. Yeah. Doing what God says will send you to some dark places. Doing what God says will make you feel lonely. Doing what God says will make you feel shackled. Because when you do what God says, it will send you through moments that you feel down, feel hurt, feel helpless, feel pooses, and feel like you're in a bitter season. But even though Peter's in jail, God is still with him. And I gotta tell somebody, that's why you gotta be careful what you say to people. Be careful what you text people. Be careful of calling people. You gotta be careful how you just wanna throw something in a person's face. Because you never know why, what a person is going through. That's why the church always needs to have an encouraging word. That's why the church should always encourage the pastor. Because you don't know what battle the pastor is facing. Because Satan can get in the mind of the pastor. And then when the pastor has to deal with life, criticism, and unhappiness, and other things. But when you pray for the pastor, when the pastor feels the prayers of the people, it makes the pastor keep going on. Can I get a witness here? And church, that's why we got to keep praying for one another. Because can I tell you, just because a person looks good, on the outside don't mean they're good on the inside. And that's why you got to pray for every member in the church. And you got to pray for those that you don't even like. I knew I hit a nerve right there. Mm, my God. I saw some eyes roll. <laughs> don't roll them at me. I'm the, the Lord told me to tell y'all. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, it's sometimes you got to pray for some people you don't like. You do. You gotta pray for people you don't like. Mm -hmm. But see, that's where real spiritual growth takes place. Because real spiritual growth says, even though we may not be fond of each other, I'm gonna still pray for you because I'm not gonna let you and my feelings for you make me miss my blessing that God has for me. So I'm gonna lift you up in prayer and I'm gonna keep praying for everybody. Because when I pray for everybody, when I see God work for you, 
Peter to get up because some scholars have said that this angel punches Peter on the side, but even still, the angel comes to Peter and Peter got up. And here it is once Peter gets up, so they always know what happens. The change, what? They fell off. The prayers went on, but watch this. Peter still had to have faith in order for the chains to fall off. The same faith you had to pray the prayer is the same faith you have to have after the Lord has answered your prayer because somebody knows you've been shackled. You've been shackled long enough. You've been shackled by worry. been shackled by fear. been shackled by past failure. been shackled by past guilt. been shackled by unforgiveness. But it's time to let the shackles go. Is anybody here that can say, you got to be willing to take a step, even if it as relates to the church in prayer, having faith in God. God will even tell the church you got to take the shackles off. God will tell the church the same shackles of complacency, the shackles of sitting down, the shackles of not wanting to try something different got to come off because you got to make some new steps. you got to walk by faith. If you're going to reach a new generation, if you're going to keep doing ministry, if you want the church to keep on growing, you got to take the shackles off because we serve a progressive God. Yes, we do. I'm saying we serve a progressive lot God. And let me tell you, don't allow what you don't know to stop you from giving it a try. And too often, the body of Christ misses out on growth, advancement, and gaining because of the shackles. But when you pray, the church got to let go of the shackles. Because yeah. you can always do something more than just one way. You can always adapt. You can always learn something different. You can always grow. You can always see God has more for us. But that's why we got to keep praying. And you want to know why? We got to keep praying because the power comes forth. But Sister Moore, it's going to get a little what? It's going to get a little tight right here. So, this is between me and we just let everybody else in. We're going to let everybody else in. Summarize, can I tell y'all something? There are churches that are still in jail. Because they refuse to move forward. My God. You're right about it. And they refuse to be open-minded. They're still in the cells fighting the shackles that keep eating and biting at them. Why? Because they won't follow God's instructions. It reminds me of getting a new car. Now everybody in here done had to get a new car. Mm -hmm. Y'all know if, and you know a car will break down at the most inconvenient times. You can be on my highway and next thing you know, a light come on. You got to pull off and say, I need a tow or a ride. Y'all know y'all, you ever had some plans to drive, say, I'm about to go here today. Next thing you know, your car won't start. Your battery not working. Your alternator not working. Your starter done went out. And the problem is, sunrise, the car was just working fine yesterday. You haven't noticed how you can go 10 places one day, then the next day you park your car in the garage and it can't get out the garage because it won't start. You put it in neutral, got to get it out, got to get a jump, and even when you try to get the jump, the car don't start. But the thing is, at some point, you got 
why? Because when the transmission go out, who paying $20,000 for no transmission? You got $20,000, let me know. You buy me a new car. But if the transmission go out, so Shirley, what's happening? We about to get what? A new car. Because at some point, something that did work is not working anymore. And you got to take the shackles off. And that's what God is telling us when we walk by faith. We are taking the shackles off because the shackles have been on us too long. But can't you see when some stuff doesn't work, when some stuff isn't going anywhere, when you got to go in a new direction, don't be afraid, but take the shackles off. That's what it is. Child needs to know. Somebody's grandchild needs to know. Take the shackles off. Stop letting one bad test make you think you'll never pass your classes, but you take the shackles off. Still study. Still go to the library. Still do your problems because God will give you power to overcome those bad grades. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell somebody stop listening to your friends so much. Stop listening to TikTok so much. Stop listening. You don't have a heart for people. 
and you can't reach people if you don't have any type of concern for them. But the church pray for people. Mm -hmm. And like I said, don't just pray for you. Pray for everybody. There's a child that needs prayer. There's a marriage that needs prayer. There's a sick person that needs prayer. There's a loved one that needs prayer. There's a doctor, there's a church, there's a deacon, there's somebody who's barely holding on that needs prayer. Well, Sir I think that's enough. Y'all want to help me close this? All right. I didn't hear you. Y'all want to help me close this? All right. Because look at the text one more time. It says Peter was kept in prison. But the church was praying verbally to God for him when Peter, when Herod was about to bring him out for trial, that very night Peter bound with two chains, two chains was sleeping between two soldiers. While the sentries in front of the door guarded the prison, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in itself, striking Peter on the side. He woke up and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off Israel. But when you keep reading Acts chapter 12, once the chains fell off of Peter, Peter comes knocking on the door. Yeah. There was a girl named Rhoda. She recognizes Peter's voice. And she saw he was at the door. Well, so tell her, she tells her church members that Peter's at the door. But you know what they said? They weren't even paying her any mind. So you want to know why? They thought Rhoda was crazy. Because they said, no, Peter is in jail. How is it that he's knocking at this door? But I got to tell you, have you ever had people to try to keep you down? Yeah. Have you ever had people try to tell you that you won't survive? And have you ever had people try to tell you that you won't make it? But that's why I got to tell somebody today, don't quit on yourself. I didn't hear nothing. I said, don't quit mm -hmm. on yourself. No matter what the situation is and life, you make sure that you don't quit on yourself. Mm. And summarize, I have to leave y'all alone now. But I got to tell you, isn't it a blessing that Peter got out of jail? Because you see, the jail cell didn't have the final say. The guards didn't have the final say. Yeah. And King Herod didn't even have the final say. No. But God is the one that has the final say. And is there anybody in here that's going to praise the Lord and say, God has the final say? There ought to be somebody in here that can say, that's why I'm still going to pray and talk to the Lord. Because I know that the Lord has the final say. Is there anybody in here that can say, I'm going to trust in God until I die. I'm going to wait on the Lord until I die. I'm going to watch fight and pray until I die. Have I got a witness? And you want to tell the Lord, Lord, I trust you. I know I'm in a bad situation, but Father, is there anybody in here that can say I've been 
Anybody can say, I know God will make a way. Sometimes it's like fire shut up in your bones. Don't you know I'll make a way? Woo! Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Whatever it is you're facing, don't stop praying. That's right. Somebody may say, how am I, I going to get out of this situation? I don't have all the answers. You don't need to have all the answers. That's what you got God for. What we have to do is to pray, pray, pray. Mm -hmm. That's it. Life would be a whole lot better if people would just do more praying yeah. than complain. I know it'd get quiet right there. But we got to pray, y'all. We got to pray and ask God, Lord, have thine own way. Have your way. But don't pray and still try to manipulate God. You know, sometimes we can pray and still try to make things happen for us. No, no. When you pray, and when you for real, legit pray, you get out of the way. You have to tell the Lord, Lord, I, I, I let it go. How many, how many people here honestly can say, I've carried so much weight by still trying to have it my way and trying to let God have his way at the same time? My God. It don't work. No. It don't work. All it's going to do is wear you down and stretch you out. But when you pray to God, you got confidence to know that the Lord is going to make everything work out for your good. Even with the church, pray. God does, God does some crazy stuff. He does stuff. None of us, stuff God does don't make sense sometimes, does it? It don't. How God will allow a tornado to come and could hit right down the street and then literally pass over and go all the way to another county don't make no sense. But even with the church, when we pray, God sends the power. God will send people here. God will send all everything we need is in the hands of God. We just got to pray together. Somebody may say, how are we going how, how to do this? How are we going to do this? First of all, you got to be in the Word. Because when you're in the Word, you know my God shall what? Supply all your needs according to And then you got to pray. We have to pray. Not P-R-E-Y. P-R-A-Y. But when we pray, even Jesus had to submit to God's will. In the garden of Gethsemane, he even said, Lord, if it be possible, remove this cup from me. But he said, what? Not my will, but your will be done. That's what happens when we pray. God will do so much when we have a humble spirit. And when we pray and talk to him and say, God, Lord, do it. Anybody can say, Lord, do it. 
Lord, do it. Lord, do it. You, you start saying the words, Lord, do it. He will. One of my favorite movies is War Room. Y'all ever seen War Room? Mm -hmm. One of my favorite movies is War Room. So it basically chronicles a married couple going through all kinds of problems. But what happens when the wife starts praying, mm. then when the daughter starts praying, Sister Taylor, Sister Ellie, Sister Shirley, Sister Willow, wifey, this husband was giving his wife all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. But when prayer started happening, this man lost his job. He lost what he had to lose in order to get close to God and to his family. That's right. And then not only that, God restores him afterwards. What am I saying? When we pray, sometimes God will do some stuff. Sometimes God will clean out some stuff so he can send some better stuff. Yeah. It's like a garage sale. What's the need of holding on to 25-year-old furniture when you go buy some new furniture? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I be trying to tell my wife that. She don't listen. No. But we're going to pray for her salvation. But that's the thing. When we pray, we let go. I'm talking too much. We let go and we let God.